Welcome to Minnesota Matters. I'm Scott Peterson, and I'm joined by MNN's Bill Werner, Tasha Radel, and Mike Grimm. We're going to delve into what's going on in the North Star State. If it matters in Minnesota, we've got it covered. This week, an update on Minsher's open enrollment. A new online tool helps Minnesota families in need connect with the services they need. And a spotlight on Minnesota's Boulder Options program. But first... This week's continued surge in COVID cases in Minnesota fueled another surge in COVID politics. MNN's Bill Werner is here with a recap. Scott, the news was not good and probably not surprising when State Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm announced Minnesota is the fastest-growing COVID hotspot in the country. Hospitalization and ICU numbers hit their highest levels since late last year, and Malcolm said availability of staffed hospital beds is extremely tight in Minnesota. One percent of staffed beds are available in the metro region and on four percent in the southeast. Availability is also in single digits across the central and northern regions of the state. Midweek, Governor Tim Walz announced that at his request, two U.S. Defense Department medical teams will arrive next week at St. Cloud Hospital and at Hennepin County Medical Center in Minneapolis to relieve doctors and nurses treating COVID-19 and other patients. The governor says hospitals around Minnesota need urgent support and his administration, quote, is using every tool at our disposal to help them. We've made some uh, bold moves around mitigating some of the issues that come with this. And as we started from the beginning of March of 2020, protecting hospital space. Requires more than a Band-Aid, responded Minnesota Nurses Association President Mary Turner. The union leader said hospitals have been understaffing nurses for years, and if they improve working conditions, will, quote, find no shortage of nurses eager to care for patients. Officials of the group representing Minnesota hospitals were not immediately reachable for comment. Health Commissioner Malcolm signaled this week if the federal government does not expand COVID booster shot eligibility to everyone over for age 18, the state would do it on its own. We are concerned enough about the surge and breakthrough cases are growing, not unexpectedly, and the, the data are so compelling on the, the value of boosters to increase that level of protection that we think it's quite urgent to move. But despite Minnesota being the fastest growing COVID hotspot in the nation, Malcolm says she does not at this time expect another round of COVID restrictions ordered by the governor. We are not uh, anticipating a peacetime emergency kind of situation at the present time. I think the governor has always said he, he never rules that out, but we're in a position now where Even as concerning as these case numbers are, we have the tools to do what we need to do. We just need Minnesotans' help. The political situation surrounding COVID reared its head when we explored that issue further with the governor himself. Walls indicated he's leaving the option out there, but does not anticipate another round of COVID emergency orders. Would they make a difference now? Uh, Potentially, yes. But the trade-off is that how much damage do they do to my ability to do things that we really know. I can't afford to lose someone at the Department of Health who is getting these vaccines out and making a difference, and that's the threat that is hanging there. The governor is referring to continued rumblings among Senate Republicans about ousting Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm. Don't take light that this is politics about an election. It's a politics about effectiveness. If I don't have the lead person in charge of vaccinations at a time when we're peaking, the lead person in charge of decompressing hospitals, that's the most serious threat to our response that we can have. And the governor contends he now has more effective tools than reinstituting emergency orders. If I believed I could declare a peacetime emergency and save a life by doing it, 
um, I would certainly do that. I would declare that in a minute. Senate Republicans kept a low profile this week on issues surrounding Health Commissioner Malcolm, but said earlier that constituents have serious concerns about her handling of the COVID pandemic. Most recently, they say she did a runaround on the legislature when the state launched a new smartphone app giving Minnesotans access to their vaccination history, which Republicans warn is a lead on to vaccine passports. Malcolm responded the app is totally voluntary. The governor was in the UK and Finland this week on a trade mission, but COVID quickly came into the conversation during a call back home with reporters. The governor lamented COVID bonuses for frontline workers remain undone, as do other COVID emergency measures and drought relief, all, he says, because Republicans are threatening to remove his health commissioner if he calls a special session. The governor said Republicans have, quote, no desire to help. Well, he says his administration... Hundreds of decisions every day. We have done more in the last 24 hours than the Republican legislature had done in all 20 months of this. Senate Majority Leader Jeremy Miller responded, Republicans remain ready to come back for a special session, but the governor is the only person who can call it. Miller says they, quote, look forward to continuing discussions with the governor when he gets back from his trade mission. No surprise this week when Minnesota Attorney General Democrat Keith Ellison made it official that he is running for a second term, saying if reelected, he will continue to... Stand up for people in rural communities, suburban communities, urban communities... That's what we're going to be doing at the Minnesota Attorney General's office. We have a fight, and we are in it to make sure that everyone can afford their lives and live with dignity, safety, and respect. Former State Representative Doug Wardlow, who is seeking the Republican endorsement to again run for Attorney General, says Ellison, quote, has fostered a climate of lawlessness that has led to skyrocketing crime. He says Ellison actively campaigned for the ballot measure that would have defunded the Minneapolis Police Department. He engaged in political grandstanding by taking over the prosecution of Derek Chauvin. I think that uh, the Hennepin County Attorney's Office could have handled that, and I think that Keith Ellison had political motives. Governor Tim Walz appointed Ellison as lead prosecutor shortly after Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman said he asked Ellison to assist with the investigation. That came amid criticism from some lawmakers who said their constituents of color had lost faith in County Attorney Freeman's ability to impartially investigate and prosecute such cases. Scott? Thank you, Bill. Minnesota Matters returns after this. Minnesota Rural Electric Cooperatives. Who are we? We're your neighbors, co-workers, and friends. That's right, we live and work in the community, too. Because of that, we're committed to making sure our electric services stay reliable, affordable, and safe. Throughout the state, Minnesota electric co-ops work independent of each other, but with the same goal, provide power to Minnesota. You have so many other things to worry about. Your electricity isn't one of them. Minnesota Rural Electric Cooperatives, bringing power to the people of Minnesota. Considering an online pharmacy? Explore BeSafeRx to find useful information and resources to help you purchase medicines safely online. A safe online pharmacy requires a doctor's prescription has an address in the United States, has a licensed pharmacist, and is licensed by a state pharmacy board. It's best to stay away from online pharmacies that don't meet these criteria. Discover more helpful tips and resources at BeSafeRx. Go to fda.gov slash BeSafeRx. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. I'm Scott Peterson. Open enrollment through the state's health exchange, Minsure, opened at the beginning of this month. I recently chatted with Minsure CEO Nate Clark for an update on how things are going. Things are going really, really well. So we've been open 15 days, as you know, 
Um, we've already got about 109,000 Minnesotans who come to the exchange and either enrolled in coverage for next year or who are current enrollees who are renewed into coverage for the next year. Um, but it's a great number. It's about 7%, 8% higher than it was last year. Um, and we just think that it's um, a testament to the fact that folks understand the value of MNsure, that this is the only place they can get tax credits. And so, you know, they understand it's important to have health coverage for the, for the next year. And so we're just really glad that we've been here and able to help. You know, we've talked about this a bit in the past, and uh, it's been a little bit different because of the uh, the Rescue Act. But tell me a little bit about those tax credits and how Minnesotans can benefit coming up in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. So the American Rescue Plan Act passed earlier this year in March. And what it did is it made extra savings available to Minnesotans who enroll through the exchange. And so what that means is that Minnesotans who were already enrolled started receiving even higher credits than before, and that many who weren't eligible in the past because they earned too much money, the the, the ceiling, the, the limits on income before you qualify were raised. And so many, many Minnesotans who previously weren't eligible to receive benefits began receiving them. And so so the great thing is that is that, that act passed, those benefits became available this year, and those benefits are going to continue into the next year. So we just like to remind folks that whether they're looking for the first time or they've been enrolling through Minsure for years, this really is the best year for Minnesotans to visit Minsure.org and review their options. As far as getting the ball rolling here on this, uh, obviously we've got open enrollment through January of next year. Uh, where do you recommend folks start? Because obviously looking for health insurance can be somewhat daunting. Yeah, absolutely. I think probably the most important thing is just resolve to do it. Um, and then once you've made that decision, let us help you enroll. And we can help you in a number of different ways. So you can go to the, you can go to the website, minture.org, and there's a button on the front page that says, you know, enroll in coverage for 2022. Click that button. And really, if you have an account, log in. If you don't have an account, you can create one very easily. And that is just a very quick process where you answer a number of questions. It's like a questionnaire where you provide basic information about your household, your name, others who were in the household, your annual income. And then after you provide that information, you can be determined eligible to shop on the exchange and also to be eligible for benefits. Now, what I would say is that, of course, the process of enrolling in health coverage can be daunting. I know it is for me. And so that's why I think it's so important that we have a network of assisters around the state. These are certified professionals who can work with Minnesotans, help them understand their coverage options, and help them get enrolled in coverage. There are about 2,000 of these individuals around the state. And, you know, the best news of all, Scott, is that their services are entirely free. So you can connect with one, they'll help you, you can take care of this, you know, put it to bed for next year, and it won't cost you a dime. In order to connect with one of those assisters, all you have to do is either call our contact center, and we'll, re we'll refer you to someone in your area, or you can come to the website, and there is a button on the front page that says, Find Free Help. Click that button, do a quick search, and you can find someone who can help. And they, you can also do additional searches, like, for example, if you want to do it in person or if you'd like to do it by phone or if you want you have special language needs and you'd like to make certain that you can connect with someone who speaks your preferred language. So lots of options for us to help you. 
Over the course of the last couple of years, obviously, COVID has impacted everybody in, in a variety of different ways. I'm curious, how has COVID impacted uh, the process of, of signing up for Minsure or, or any of the numbers with regard to who's signing up for Minsure? Has it had an impact? Yeah, I think it has had an impact, um, and that's really an important point. So one of the things that we have on the exchange is the flexibility to create what's called a special enrollment period. Now, typically, you can only enroll on the exchange from November the 1st until the end of the open enrollment period, which this year is going to be January 15th. But what we were able to do because of COVID is create a special enrollment period so anybody could come to the exchange who was uninsured. And we saw that many, many thousand Minnesotans did that. Um, I mean, there's nothing like a global pandemic to underscore the need for having access to comprehensive coverage. And so folks came to the exchange, they signed up, and then they were able to, to get enrolled in coverage. Um, I just think it's really great news that, you know, Minnesotans who buy coverage through the exchange, they really have the peace of mind that they are enrolling in comprehensive coverage and that it's going to be there for them when they need it. Well, as always, Nate, you've got a, a bunch of good information here for our listeners as we wrap things up here. Anything else you wanted to add that you think uh, is significant that our listeners should be aware of? Yeah, you know, I appreciate the opportunity, but, you know, one thing that I would simply add is, you know, here at Minsure, what we're doing is offering plans to Minnesotans who don't have access to health insurance either through their employer or for example, or for example, they're not they're not enrolled in a public program, so that's why we're here. And people who are buying insurance on their own can either purchase through Minsure or they can purchase through a health insurance carrier directly. We always encourage people, even if you are currently enrolled and purchasing directly from a health insurance company, please come to Minsure, complete an application, because if you're enrolled through that health carrier directly, that insurer directly, you don't have access to these federal tax credits. And one thing that we see really often is that many people are um, eligible for tax credits. Many of those who come to the exchange and shop don't realize they're eligible for those credits. And the only way to know is to come to the exchange and to create an application. It's a simple process, and it could save you thousands of dollars, literally. So don't leave money on the table. Come to the exchange, let us help you save money and also get covered for next year. Thank you to my guest, Minsure CEO Nate Clark. Minnesota Matters returns after this. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. The Department of Human Services has launched a new online tool so Minnesotans in need can apply for nine different state assistance programs. Tasha Radel has more. That's right, Scott. The online tool is MN Benefits. Joining me today to describe the new tool is Chuck Johnson, Deputy Commissioner of the Department of Human Services. Commissioner, can you explain the new website, MN Benefits? Sure. Uh, happy to. The new tool is called MN Benefits. Uh, and it's an application interface that allows Minnesotans to be able to apply for nine assistance programs all at once. And what's really new about this is that it works on any kind of browser. It works on your phone. Uh, it's mobile-enabled, so people can do this uh, from anywhere to apply for food assistance, emergency assistance, housing support, or any of our cash programs. 
So MN benefits, will it speed up the application and review process overall? Well, what it really does is it takes that application process uh, that now takes more than an hour and puts it down to 12 minutes. So from the perspective of the consumer and the people who are applying for assistance, this is a huge benefit to be able to do this uh, very complicated activity in about 12 minutes, get this information over to the county that needs to process it, be able to do it on their phone, uh, be able to do it without creating a login or, a, or account. Um, and so the real difference is that amount of time in the application process. I understand MN Benefits is currently active in 16 counties across the state currently. Is this going to expand? Well, it's it's active in 16 counties that have been part of the last phase of our pilot, but it's now opened up to all counties, and we expect counties will be soft launching it across the state over the next several months. I'm visiting with Chuck Johnson, Deputy Commissioner of the Department of Human Services. Commissioner, from what you have described, this new online tool, MN Benefits, really sounds like a kind of a one-stop shop for applicants seeking different services, whether it be rental, food assistance, or housing assistance. It really is. It's one place that clients can go, uh, and if they need help with any of these particular needs, uh, be able to very simply go through a very simple menu uh, of questions uh, and be able to get that information uh, to the counties uh, and to the tribes who process these uh, benefits for people. Um, and like I said, it's a huge convenience to have only 12 minutes um, from a process that now is very complicated and can also often result in incomplete applications, stops and starts and benefits. Uh, and this really helps to smooth that process out. So are clients able to access health insurance coverage through this website, let's say through the state's marketplace exchange, Minsure? Um, right now, the programs that we have on there uh, does not include a healthcare program. We're still working on that. That would be a future uh, iteration to include healthcare. Right now, we include SNAP benefits, food benefits, uh, emergency assistance, housing support, as well as our major cash programs, including the Minnesota Family Investment Program general assistance. We're about out of time today, Commissioner Johnson. Any final thoughts? I think I'd add that this is really a true collaboration uh, between our agency, our partners at uh, Minnesota IT Services, our IT agency here at the, at the state, as well as uh, uh, consultant partner Code for America who worked with us on it. But most importantly, this is really a partnership with the counties, the tribal nations, and the consumers themselves. We ran a pilot for over a year testing various ways of doing these questions, of setting up this application, continuing to modify it, getting feedback from frontline workers and from the actual consumers of our services. So when we launch this out to all the counties now, we're really confident this is a tool that's going to work a lot better for people. Thanks again to my guest, Chuck Johnson, Deputy Commissioner of the Department of Human Services. For more information on the new online tool, MN Benefits, go online to mnbenefits.mn.gov. Again, that's mnbenefits.mn.gov. Back to you, Scott. Thank you, Tasha. We'll have more Minnesota Matters after this. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. 
And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. The annual Give to the Max Day was this past Thursday in Minnesota, and more than 4,000 charitable organizations benefited from the generosity of Minnesotans. One of those groups is Boulder Options, a youth mentoring organization led by former Golden Gopher and Green Bay Packer Daryl Thompson. He spoke with MN's Mike Grimm about what his organization does in Minnesota. Well, the number one thing, Mike, is a is a mentor, you know, and that's the goal of anyone in life. You want to have mentors. We've all had them. But uh, with Boulder Options, our youth are 10 to 14 years old. Um, they are youth that have been identified as someone that need to have someone positive involved in their life. And I believe the, the piece that makes us unique from other mentoring programs is our activity. So we have activities. So you're going to run or you're going to bike with that young man or young lady. And we are about 50-50 as far as men to women. Um, and then we have a curriculum, our healthy habits. So um, speakers will come talk about health, goal setting, anger management, nutrition, financial literacy, sexuality, um, anger management. So a lot of different um, topics get covered, a lot of exercise and fun as well. And it's so, so important for youth and especially youth that are at risk and identified at a young age to to give them that positive mentorship. And in this case, there's also some achievement involved with this because at the end of the day, they're graduates of the program. They graduate from our program and they typically stay involved for the last three years, actually 100% of our youth that have graduated or finished all of our, you know, the goals inside our program, they've elected to join our alumni program. We have right now about five or 600 youth that are involved in our alumni. Um, There's 300 that are really active and we probably have nearly a thousand alumni here um, in the state of Minnesota because we are in um, uh, Rochester, St. Paul, and Minneapolis. And you have certainly success stories up and down the page, but I think I like this success story to, to share right now. Um, you have a young lady who came through the program who now you have hired back as a full-time employee to help continue this stuff. No, it's it's really exciting. The young lady, um, Tatiana, she, was, uh, she graduated almost 11 years ago, and she was in our informal alumni program back then because we didn't have an alumni coordinator or director, but she always kind of stayed connected, did a few internships with us, actually three of them. And we just recognized that she was a talent. She was a phenomenal um, public speaker. And uh, so we were excited and honored and had to negotiate to hire. She, she knew her value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now she's uh, going to help with, with, uh, with everything that you guys do. Well, let's talk specific to Give to the Max Day, which was this past week. And in, in this year, it was a special occasion where they allowed early donations, which extended the giving time. Um, first of all, how important um, and how big of a piece is Give to the Max Day to Boulder Options? Well, it's a big piece, you know, because we're budgeting for next year. We're finishing this year's budget, and this is a, a spot we have. You know, we have a match this year, and I 
you're probably going to go on to that, but we have a match this year, a $25,000 match. It really, you know, kind of gets us up over the hump on this project. So we, as you look about uh, what we want to do, we want to serve more kids and we budgeted for, to add two additional employees next year. So a day like today makes a big difference so we can go into next year with some momentum. And uh, not just give to the max day, obviously at any point of the year, uh, people can donate and, and how, I mean, really it's the lifeblood, right? The charitable donation piece is the lifeblood to the program. Oh, absolutely. You know, you want to, you know, you always want to, you know, one of my mentors says, you know, no money, no mission. You know, so that keeps us up, keeps us going, keeps us focused and motivated. And um, we have an opportunity here. It's been a, a challenging last couple of years for our entire world and country. So we're, you know, we're working hard to do our part and trying to grow and make an impact here in Minnesota. One of the other things that you and I have discussed oftentimes about uh, Boulder options is obviously the money, the charitable part of that is important, but the literal part of people donating time as mentors, because um, all these young people who need the help, um, uh, you can't have a mentee if you don't have the mentor. No, I'm absolutely right, Mike. We we don't have the program if we don't have mentors. So, I mean, there's a shortage right now of, of mentors and volunteers with our program. So we have a waiting list of youth right now, probably about... Almost a half dozen youth that are waiting to have a mentor right now. So if you are in Rochester or in uh, Minneapolis or St. Paul, you can reach out to us through our either through our website or just call the office, um, either Scott down in Rochester or Lucy up here in the Twin Cities, or you can call me. Then I might answer the phone. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Exactly. Um, so w- what would go through if someone says, you know what, I, I, I want to have an impact on a young person or young pe- uh, maybe young people over the course of a number of years. Uh, what, what, what kind of things uh, does a mentor uh, do? Well, you know, like tonight, we have a, a mentor and a mentee, or a couple of them going to the um, to the Timberwolves game. We've had Vikings games, Gophers games, a lot of fun things. And then we also have our curriculum. So, you know, there's the, the events, the cooking night, the back-to-school night, those type of things. We don't... We don't ask our mentors to like make up stuff and figure out what to do in there. And we give them a lot of positive activities. On the weekends, we have runs and bike rides to take part in as well. So there's a lot of activities and fun activities where our mentors and mentees can get together. I, I would think, too, from your standpoint, one of the rewarding things is obviously to see these young uh, kids in need that, that get uh, the positive influence and go on and have success stories, but also to see mentors who have come from successful backgrounds, that they get the reward and they see the difference. And I know a lot of these mentees and mentors have stayed in touch for, for many, many years. Oh, for m- many years, and actually many decades. You know, So I've seen them where they sometimes they finish and it's like a looser relationship and then they really reconnect strong later on. So, yeah, we've seen it over the years with mentors and there we have mentors on our board we have mentors on our you know our staff so we've had um you know the full circle many times and then you are how many years now 28 29 26 years i've been on Boulder options yeah wow and how did it come about that you got connected what what was important to you that you were like this is the path i want to choose after obviously your successful nfl career with the packers and and with the bears I knew that I wanted to do something with youth, and I wasn't really sure exactly what it was. I mean, I, I, I thought about coaching, and I thought, ooh, that's tough. I mean, the moving and everything else. But, I mean, the, the youth are what connected me. You know, the, I had a couple of youth that, you know, I made a connection with, and I felt the impact that I could make on them, and I, you know, I wanted to continue. And I've always been a little bit of a challenge seeker, and it feels like there's always a new challenge um, with bolder options when I think, like, oh, this is maybe getting stale. Maybe I should try to figure out something else and move on. And you know, here I am today, still 26 years later. That's Boulder Options CEO Daryl Thompson with MN's Mike Grimm. For more information on Boulder Options, you can go to boulderoptions.org. That's going to do it for us for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and please tune in again next week for Minnesota Matters on this 
MNN Station.